Welcome to the Pro Cheerleading Podcast. This is the only podcast that gives you a raw and unfiltered perspective of what it's really like to be a professional cheerleader. Whether you're currently on a pro team, an alumni, or really curious about what it takes to become a pro cheerleader, the Pro Cheerleading Podcast gives you all the inside scoop and hot topics in the pro cheerleading industry and in-depth interviews of current and former cheerleaders. I'm your host, Makiba. Join me every Wednesday as I reveal the truth behind the palms. Welcome everybody to Cheer Chat. I know it's Thursday and it's not Wednesday, but I don't care. Whatever. I can do what I want. Um, I hope you are having a wonderful week. It is the last day of Black History Month. And so um, I cannot believe February is already over, but I had to get on here and just give you guys a few updates and to celebrate our final day of Black History Month. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for joining. You can see that there's a mic in my face. I hope it doesn't conflict with my rosé, but we'll test it out. Let me just give the first update real quick. Um, Soon you will see, because I'm now posting episodes that I'm trying to like level up and whatnot, I um, was picked up by a podcast network called Believe, and so my podcast will now be, you know, attempted to be monetized, which is just a huge relief for me so I can have more money to come visit you guys and watch you perform. So that's that. So now I'm going to be putting cheer chat on like as an episode. I feel like I was doing like two podcasts in one, which is why I only started going live on Instagram. But after I rededicated to the podcast this year, I was like, okay, we got to figure out how to make some money. That's all I said. I just put it in the universe. Like I gotta, I can't just be spending all my <laughs> all my money going to games and buying tickets, hotels, whatever, whatever. I love it. But you know, I have, I just, I have responsibilities about a house, whatever. I got to behave. So the next thing I know, I hear from this uh, podcast network called Believe. And so I hate ads. I'm sorry. My goal is to find things that are obviously relevant to us. And that will be, you know, something useful, but whatever, just do what you got to do. Hit fast forward. I don't know, but I'm putting more content out. So bear with me. Okay, here we go. That's that. I'm excited to talk to you guys. I hope you enjoyed the episode. It's called make it a good one. I did my best to try. This was my first solo episode in like since August of 2022. Okay. So rust was real, but I wanted to just tell you guys a little about, about each pro bowl cheerleader to the extent you didn't know. And kind of share my observations from being there for the weekend. I see some people joining. So um, I enjoyed the episode. It was just kind of like so much chaos going on in my life right now, you guys. So I apologize that it took 50 million years to get it out. But I'm really excited to share that with you. So go check it out if you have not already. So here's the topics for Cheer Chat. Okay, let me take a little sippy sip. I hope you guys have been having a better week than I have. Okay. I wanted to talk Black History Month, and that's going to be a reflection of, gosh, like how far we have come. I feel like this is like the best Black History Month in pro cheer and dance straight up ever. I can't even lie. I feel like it's been the most joyous celebration, and teams have really stepped the heck up. And so I just want to give my thoughts on that. I'll probably end with that. Um, So that's that. And then... I just want to just talk about my upcoming trip. So obviously, um, I don't know if you guys knew, but I was in Belize with my daughter 
just last week, I made a stop in Philadelphia. On Sunday, I'm leaving for New York, and I'm going to, drumroll please, I just, I'm getting hot thinking about it. I'm going to a Brooklyn Nets game on Monday night. Y'all, it's been a few years since I've been there for a game, and I'm, I'm ecstatic. Like, I cannot wait. And then the following night, I'm going to a Knicks game. So I'll be able to see these two teams that we've all been watching and talking about, everybody's favorite teams, and I'll be able to share with you kind of like my observations of going to both games back-to-back. So that's happening. I'm probably talking about the stuff without, like, going through the agenda, but you know how I do. Okay. Um, the upcoming episode, I have an episode coming your way with Allie Miller. Um, we had a wonderful conversation about nutrition and how we as professional dancers approach taking care of our bodies, some myths, busting going on. It was a great conversation. So I'm excited to drop that episode next. Um, I'm also really pumped. Okay. You guys with this podcast, it's hard sometimes to, I don't know why I get so shy, right? Like, but I just, you know, I have to put myself out there to ask people to do interviews. And sometimes I don't know if I'm scared of rejection or what, but like I asked Kayla Cruz from the Brooklyn Nets if I could interview her for the podcast and she said yes. So that's coming. I'm really excited to see this game. I think she's choreographing a piece for this game. So it's going to be coming soon thereafter, but I'm so excited to get to New York. I just... Like, it can't come fast enough. I've just been traipsing all over the country, all over the world, but that trip is going to be really, really special. Okay, boom. I want to talk Love is Blind. I don't know who wants to talk Love is Blind, but we're about to talk Love is Blind because we have somebody on the show who's from our community, Amber Desiree, AD. I'm sure you guys are watching. I'm not the only person, okay? All I really want to watch is her, but, you know, you have to listen to some people like Chelsea... Some people I just can't, and she just makes me want to not watch the show. But I wanted to talk about that for a minute. Who wants to talk about that? Maybe do something in the chat so I know that I'm not going to be talking to myself about the show. You guys, I don't really watch TV. I'm a sports girl and and true crime. That's what I'll watch on TV. But my good friend Danielle, like, she got me hooked when we were in Paris. She was making me watch all the episodes from last season. So here I am watching this thing on show. AD, I just want to say, like, you are so freaking dope. So AD was on the Patriots at the time that I was, this was the horrible Super Bowl that we lost. But when the Seahawks played the Patriots um, in the Super Bowl, AD was on the team and she was the Pro Bowl cheerleader for the New England Patriots. Okay, the rosé's kicking in. She was <laughs> the Pro Bowl cheerleader for the New England Patriots. I, Patriots, and I didn't get a chance to interact with her. Um, we all do like different events throughout the city, and um, but I just remember, you know, there weren't as many like black Pro Bowl cheerleaders back then, and so um, she really stood out. And I mean, this season she is just like the epitome of just. I just love her. I mean, just hearing her voice, the way she carries herself, seeing her mom on the show last night, you guys. Okay, somebody says, I watch. Hi, Coach Sean. Um, I just think she's just doing such a good job, like, staying true to herself and representing herself as a woman who knows what she wants, like, not settling. Like, I don't know what you guys think about her match. He's really cute. Like, he's so cute. Um, I'm glad that she didn't give in to him trying to, like, keep what she looked like. I knew he was going to like what he saw, duh. But, you know, it was just really seeing him meet her mom and like 
him being vulnerable and open about what his fears are and stuff makes me feel like, okay, you're on the growth track in life. Like at least you're aware and hopefully you just keep on working on yourself and, and do it for yourself. Not because you're trying to like please AD, but like, I really am rooting for them. Are you guys rooting for them? Like, I hope he doesn't turn out to be like a little, you know, like his daddy. I mean, he doesn't have to be like his daddy. He could just make smart choices. I'm not even going to go in on the rest of these cast members because these somebody put it in their story today that, like, these these couples are trash. And I couldn't agree more. Like, after today's little episode, well, not today. It dropped yesterday, but I finally watched it today, and I was just like, I'm over a couple of these people. Like, I just can't. I'm not going to go through the whole rigmarole, but I wanted to just support AD, she looks stunning in her wedding dress, you guys. Like, did you love just seeing her, like, break down crying? Like, I mean, I'm not a marriage person. I, you know, but to each their own. But, like, just seeing her, I could just imagine, like, how surreal that moment was for her. And I hope her dreams come true. Like, if he hurts her, I want to kick his ass. I'll just say that. Okay. Like, he better not pull no shit of, like, not saying yes at the altar. I will hate that show and I won't watch it anymore. Okay, the next topic before we get into Black History Month is, can we talk about these New York police officers that formed a dance team, you guys? I saw this news story, and I saw the performance on the news that they did. Um, it went viral, right? And everybody was up in arms for a bunch of different reasons. Please tell me you've seen it. Somebody say you've seen it so that I can, otherwise go watch it. Look it up on Google. Um so female police officers in the New York area, just as a way of like coping with the stress of their job and just looking for ways to connect with the community of like humanizing police officers and having an outlet, decided to form a volunteer club of a dance team to, I don't know where they perform, maybe at like community events or schools, I'm not sure. But they got up on the news and they performed. And the only thing that I thought when I saw the performance was like, okay, maybe they weren't ready for a televised news segment performance. But they got dragged so badly. Like, people were like, oh, this is where our tax dollars are going. Like, they just dragged these women down so tough. And it made me, and then I got mad. Here I go. Hold on. So the New York Police Department has several like volunteer clubs that are not funded by the police department. There are basketball, volleyball, golf, paintball, rugby. This is stuff that people do to blow off steam and to build camaraderie in within the force. And so for the fact that these women decided to pick dance, something that they all love doing and got together and formed a dance, you know, a dance team. I just wish that there was some voice of like support for what they're doing. All they've been doing is like justifying like, hey, we're not using tax dollars. It's not funded like they're on their own. And like, you know, just trying to make it seem like don't get pissed off thinking that we're using our, your tax dollars to actually fund this dance team. Like it, the, I was just so disappointed at how hard they came at these women for trying to find an outlet for their very, very stressful jobs. They look like they were having fun in that video. Could they dance? I'm not saying they couldn't dance. I'm just like, it wasn't like performance ready. But what I would love to see, I would just love to see our like community try to like, 
invite these chicks to a practice, like invite them to perform a little something, something like a little eight count or two in the routine, just to kind of redeem themselves. Because I, you know, everybody needs an outlet, especially like our service women, like doing like Lord, seeing Lord knows what on their day job, like protecting the citizens of New York City, like they need an outlet. And I love that they chose dance. And I love that they were trying to find a way to connect with other people through dance. And so I wish our community would kind of like extend some form of like redemption card of like, no, we're going to let you guys see what it's like to be on a dance team on a professional level. I don't think they were trying to say they were a pro dance team. They just said they formed a dance team and they were practicing off hours. They weren't doing it on the job. Like, I hate how they were dragged. I really do. I, I didn't think again, like they were like ready for a performance that was going to be televised, but it crushed me to think of how much backlash they got to crush that, like to crush that need to have something to do, to lay off of that steam and pursuing a passion. Maybe they've always wanted to be part of a dance team. So I, I wish one of the New York based teams would like embrace them, invite them to, you know, get the game day experience of knowing what it's like to be part of a dance team. I would just, that's just my wish I'm putting out there in the universe. Okay. Did I talk about all the other topics? Going to New York, new platform, deal with some ads, help me make some money y'all so I can come see more teams. And then my upcoming interviews. Okay. Boom. I just want to get on here really quick to talk about Black History Month because, you know, Again, you guys have probably had this in your head forever. I've done this podcast for five years. I cheered in the NFL for five years and before that. So count the years, do the math. I just have not seen yet a Black History Month that has been celebrated in the way that this Black History Month has been celebrated in the pro cheer and dance space. Like never. I'm just going to point out some observations after I take a sip. Okay, let's take a little step back. Um, Even just a step back four years ago to 2020, like I remember doing um, an episode, shoot, I don't remember what it was called, but I did an episode basically when, you know, there were a lot of teams in the pro space that were putting up like a black square on their Instagram to show support for the Black Lives Matter movement. I remember there being a lot of teams that were like even hesitant to do that because they thought it was more, maybe more a political statement. I'm not saying speaking for them, but I just remember doing an episode talking about that and like what some of the black cheerleaders that were on these teams probably were feeling at the time. And I just want to acknowledge you guys, like within the four year span from 2020 to now, listen, I can't even keep up with the Black History Month post for all these teams. This is NFL, NBA, semi-pro, like everywhere highlighting their African-American cheerleaders, like letting them speak in their own voice as a voiceover as they're talking about their journey and pro cheer and dance and like what Black History Month means to them. Like it used to just be like a happy Black History Month post or maybe like a picture. Um, I think, you know, in the last few years, there might've been like a picture of all the black cheerleaders on the squad kind of doing their own little photo shoot moment and maybe teams posting that. But you guys, right now we have like, I've just been overwhelmed by it. And I just want to acknowledge just that it really means a lot to me to see the progression because 
it just did not used to be that way. The conversations that are being elevated where people are able to really get a taste of what it's like and kind of the struggles that still that we have on these teams. Um, the Dallas Cowboys shooters are doing like this, like fireside chat kind of vibe where they're actually getting real with, you know, with issues like their hair and, you know, the Pro Bowl cheerleader, Shandi talking about the comments that were in the post that the DCC put out about her being selected for Pro Bowl, like raw conversations, you guys. And I just could not be more pumped. Like I've tried my little piece of trying to have those conversations. I had a whip my hair episode about, you know, hair and beauty standards in the pro chair and dance space. And, you know, but it's just seeing how far we've come and just how much more comfortable we are talking in this space makes me so just elated because I just think it's just making it so much better for like the people who are looking at joining this space now and seeing so many representatives of our beauty, like different hair textures, body types, like all of the things it says, like there is a place for you in this space makes me so just elated. Like I said, I can't say it enough. I've seen, I don't know how many HBCU nights within the NBA. Like, I don't know if that's just like an official thing, but I know it started with a few teams that were doing an HBCU, like Divine Nine themed, you know, performance as part of their games. We're seeing Caribbean nights. We're seeing like so many themed performances. We're seeing, I just, it makes me so happy because it just shows that we're in a space now where we're, it's not an uncomfortable taboo, like, breaking barriers to be able to put out that type of entertainment to, you know, to our fans and to people, you know, to people at games, like people are getting exposed to just the artistry of celebrating black culture. And I just make, I just can't, it just makes me so happy. And I just wanted to acknowledge for a few minutes, you know, just how much it means, you know, the Houston Texans are doing salon talks while girls are getting their hair done. And they're like talking about things like it just, seeing pictures, you know, reflections of each of the African-American cheerleaders of their journey and like how they got into dance and some of the struggles they, they overcame to make it to the level that they're at. These are stories that are so important to share. It inspires the next generation. And I just want to say we're, this is just so good. Like we're here and we have a voice and we actually are able to share that talent and that culture in our performances, which makes it even sweeter, right? Like, I just can't say enough that it, you know, as somebody who entered this industry, when did I start auditioning? I mean, it's been a minute, 20, I'm not even about to, who cares? 2011, I think was when I first started. No, no, no. Back it up. 2007 was when I first, no, 2008 was when I first started auditioning to become an NFL cheerleader, you guys. And the representation was not there, not great. Social media was not what it is today. Like it was just really, you know, a struggle to feel like there was a place for me. And I just want everybody who's part of a team now to understand that you have broken down a lot of barriers and you're just continuing to create a pathway of acceptance and celebration. Nothing that they even have to feel like intimidated about coming into it because they already see it. Like it's just kind of come as you are and celebrate who you are. It's just so powerful and it makes me reflect again on this last day of Black History Month of just how much progress that I have seen since I started this podcast. So I just want to 
acknowledge the team's efforts because, you know, this is not just a little wonky donkey little post here and there. It's really like repeated content all month long. Some teams might be squeezing it in. I haven't even had a chance to really do as much to promote Black History Month and reposting the beautiful things that I've seen. But I just want to say that I, I see it. I acknowledge it. I appreciate it. And, oh, ooh, somebody said I was in the comments of that one post. Was that around the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders post that you're talking about? I wish I knew that there were comments that really would have been, I, I don't know if that's what you're talking about, but that really makes me upset to think that Shandi was um, exposed to that level of like, oh, you are talking about that. I would have... You guys got to tag me in. Like, I've been on this thing for a while now, and there are sometimes, um, like, I will hop in the comments in 2.5 seconds. I haven't really had the capacity to kind of scour the internet like I used to, but um, but it was heartbreaking hearing her share, you know, just that it still hurts. Like, you know not to look at the comments and stuff like that, but, you know, you're only human, and you're going to look, and, and it's going to hurt to see, you know... I, I don't know what the comments were, but it breaks my heart. And, but she did also say that like, she's happy to be here and being able to kind of break down those barriers and take that kind of, to deal with it and to process it so that the next person behind her won't have to. But I, I mean, there's still struggle y'all. I'm not acting like everything's okie dokie, right? Like it's still challenging for African-American cheerleaders in our space, but I just have to reflect on dang just where we were like four years ago it was not it was not cute I mean we were you know I didn't see what I'm seeing today I don't know that we would have had like this level of representation in our performances and you know it just wasn't that kind of a party yet but I think you know from the directors that are out there really educating the front offices around entertainment what the fans want to see kind of like really looking at just opening doors. Like I've seen like lunar year, new year, is it lunar year, lunar new year? I'm so sorry. Lunar new year celebrations as well. So we're talking about just like for people of color in general, just getting opportunities to showcase your culture and to celebrate it and to really bring it home for fans of these sports teams. And we play a big, big part of that, you guys. And so I just want to like acknowledge your effort. Um, really just say that this is amazing that we are seeing this development because we didn't we were not here okay five years ago I can just I can't say that enough and it really does fill me with pride because I know that that takes a lot of conversation a lot of pushing and it takes you guys showing up and being your best selves and not being afraid to represent yourself in your natural state and pushing back on some of those beauty norms like and actually dealing with whatever shit comes with that. Sometimes it's not going to be welcomed, right? And there might be some commentary people, you know, I mean, especially for the highly visible teams like DCC, you know, maybe people are not feeling it. But I think your your presence says it all. The team's giving you space to spotlight. Like the DCC, what are y'all doing over there at DCC? Okay, they had like a whole spoken word performance while, the, you know, the women were dancing in the background, like, okay, that shit was not, <laughs> I'm just saying it was not happening. It's just so beautiful. I don't want to harp on it too much, but I just wanted to acknowledge that I do see it. 
I see people liking it. So I kind of struggle back and forth of like, do I repost this? Do I share this? Because, you know, everybody follows most of the teams. Let me read a comment, y'all. I responded to a few that um, she mentioned her her father's ethnic background during, um, sorry, hold on, my hair's in my face, during her rookie year. And one said that doesn't matter or make her black. Oh, hell no. Really? Stop. That's... And these people don't know you. They don't know anything about your background. And that's disappointing. I hope you were representing for her in the comments. Like, you guys, you know, we're not going to reach and touch every single person. But, you know, think of who you're inspiring, you know, in terms of the next generation to to see you and see themselves in you, to see what's possible, to know that it's not like that they can come as they are. Like the whole come as you are for me is like such a victory because everybody tries, it's audition season, everybody's trying to fit into this space. And I hope that you take a look around at, you know, the pro teams and the NFL, NBA and the semi-pro teams, other leagues, and you realize that there really is a place for you just as you are if you just... You know, come as your best self and the right team will appreciate you exactly as you are, will celebrate you exactly as you are. And when you listen to the testimonies of some of the people who've been highlighted, I'm, I, you know, sometimes we have to say nice things about our organization that we maybe don't quite mean, but I do hope that it was all pretty much genuine of the gratitude that they expressed to their organizations for allowing them to be who they are and to provide a space for them and a voice for them. Like that's just a, such a sign of progress y'all. Like I did a diversity survey and I'm not even going to revisit the results of that. This was like essentially four, four years ago, I believe. And number one, the numbers were not where they were in terms of representation on each team. Sorry. It was not, it was, you know, there were some teams that were doing doing great. And then there were a lot that were just, the numbers were not what they are today. So I just want to acknowledge progress, more progress to come, but it makes me like, I just feel like I'm in a space of gratitude that what I'm seeing right now is just leaps and bounds, like beyond where we were just when I first started this podcast. And I'm proud, so proud I'm just proud of us and I'm I'm hoping that we just continue and we highlight other cultures as well. Oopsies. This is better, right? Whatever. This is going to take some work you guys, but having the microphone in my face, but um but I think this is just something that we should just build upon. Black History Month. I want to see put it this way. I want to see the same level of celebration and highlighting uh when it comes to all of the cultural month celebrations that are in the calendar year. I always feel like Hispanic Heritage Month is just not doing enough. I would love to see what I'm seeing for Black History Month with, you know, when that time comes around in the NFL, I think in like September, like October timeframe. Like we should be doing this all year round, all the time. Like just keep it up. Keep pushing your organizations. I, a shout out again to all the directors who have been being that voice to really advocate for some of this change in representation and to all of the dancers who are on these teams that are just inspiring that next generation so proudly. Like, I see you and I'm freaking, I'm so here for it. It makes my heart like beam. 
It really, really does. So I just wanted to acknowledge that this is a huge step in the right direction. So many amazing posts and stories, and I'm probably still need to catch up on everything that was posted today. Um, I shared in my story what uh, my former intern, Kayla, put together last year, uh, a nice reel of all of this footage that she got and pictures of you know, African-American cheerleaders that pioneered this space back in the day and from like all the way back to the 70s. And so let's just celebrate. It's the last day of Black History Month. I am, again, just really filled with gratitude. And I think it takes all of us to make our stories known and to be proud of who we are and to really represent on these teams, to nurture and to mentor, you know, the generation coming up after us. And, um, I'll just say, because I did interview a while back, a young lady who was on a, she was actually in high school, getting ready to go to college. Like anything you guys can do to touch uh, African-American cheerleaders that are maybe in the high school in that competitive cheer space, which sounds psycho. I didn't do it, but you know, it sounds like there's a lot, a lot of racism and a lot of things that these young ladies are struggling with. So just really just try to reach back and you know, provide some support, some mentoring, even like, I just think that that episode really struck me as like, wow, there's a, there's a bridge that we need so that they feel like they're not alone. Cause a lot of these competitive cheer teams maybe aren't as diverse either. So the progress is being made at the pro level. Let's think about the collegiate level. Let's think about, you know, these young people of color in these competitive cheer or competitive dance programs that are probably struggling a little bit like maybe the struggle that you had so think about your journey and what mentors and people in your life that helped you push through those difficult situations with discrimination and maybe there's a way that you can give back to provide some support for dancers that are in a similar situation as you that are part of that younger generation so I'll leave you with that I'm excited to leave you guys I can't like I'm tired I can't lie about <laughs> with all the traveling that I've done but when I tell you that I cannot wait to get to New York I can I cannot get to wait to get to New York um let me just say that seeing the Brooklynettes and seeing the Knicks back to back I think it's going to be really really interesting if you have things that you want me to peep or questions that you want me to ask or anything that you want to like hit me with like I want to see what this is like or what that's like let me know I do understand that the Nick City dancers are they don't really inter well I don't want to say don't interact with the fans but they just perform during the game so I don't I, there will be no little moment to fangirl and see them like interacting with people on the concourse it's not happening <laughs> Um, but if there's certain things that you want me to peep or check out, whatever, let me know. I'm going to be doing my best. This is a solo trip. Like I, you know, it's much more fun if one of my friends are able to join me as I go visit, but Brooklynettes, Chrissia, everybody's always so warm and welcoming to me. So I have not reached out to you yet, Chrissia, but I'm coming <laughs> and I can't wait to see you guys. Like I'm literally just so excited. I'm buzzing. And if you guys have any questions that you want answered, comparisons that you want made, hit me up, let me know. In the meantime, just please check out the Make It A Good One episode. I did crown my, my favorites from spending time in Orlando, just tried to give some commentary, like I said, on each dancer. And, you know, 
more episodes are coming your way. More content is coming your way. Y'all just say a prayer for me. I'm, I could do cheer chat, but like, you know, the TikTok and the this and the that, like, I just can't, but I'm going to try because I really just want more money to be able to come visit you. I really want to get to Chicago. I really want to come to some of these auditions that are open to the public, like the Minnesota Vikings cheerleaders. I've never been to the Mall of America. I want to see that whole thing that y'all do. Um, oh, gorgeous woman. Stop playing. Hello. Thank you. Um, no, but I, I just, that's the whole point of this is just monetizing this podcast. I got my little blue check mark. Whoop, whoop. I just want to be able to like do what I want to do and come visit you guys. I'm working on press passes, credential, you know, I'm trying to get it together. I'm done just yipping, yapping and running my mouth. I want to actually <laughs> treat it a little bit like a little business instead of just pouring my personal money into, you know, traveling all over the place. But I can't wait to come to New York. I love you guys. I hope you have a wonderful week. I feel like I'm leaving something out, but whatever. I think I covered everything. Let's wish for love for our AD. Um, I'm really hope, wishing that she finds true love with this Clay guy. Again, don't mess up, Clay. There's an army of cheerleaders that are ready to come after you if you're on that BS. Okay, any other questions? Raider Nation. Okay, that's my daddy's team. I'm not mad at the Raiders. Um, any other questions you guys have? Any other topics? Feel free to, you know, DM me anything you want me to cover. Um, but until next time, like, I think every week I need to figure it out. It might not be Wednesday. It might be some random ass day, but I'm going to be trying to like tap in a lot more frequently. So until next time, you guys, I hope you have a wonderful week. I will talk to you after. So here's the thing. I'm going to be going live after I get back from New York. That's definitely happening. So that'll be the first, the next cheer chat, um, about my experience in New York. So I'll see you then. I'll talk to you guys later. Thanks so much for listening to the Pro Cheerleading Podcast. You can follow your favorite podcast on social media at Pro Cheerleading Podcast on Instagram, at Pro Cheer Podcast on Twitter. We're on Facebook, on YouTube, and you can support your favorite podcast on Patreon. Until next time, keep your eyes on the sidelines.